today uh, we're looking at one simple truth, and that is uh, the forgiveness that we receive through Jesus Christ. Bottom line, what we need, as we've looked at the life of Jesus, John chapter 14, Jesus gives us all the comfort we need. John 15, Jesus gives us all the love we need. John 16, Jesus gives us, uh, 15 and 16, Jesus gives us all the joy we need. Last week in John 17, Jesus gives us all the hope we need. Today, we see that Jesus provides the forgiveness we need. In John chapter 18 and 19, we see that Jesus is arrested, uh, and he is put on trial. He is condemned to die. John chapter 19, he starts making his way to the cross, and uh, as he makes his way to the cross, uh, they nail his wrists and feet, they hang him up to die, and he begins to die. And you might say, well, why would Jesus do this? Well, in John chapter 18, verse 11, Peter uh, tried to stop them from arresting Jesus. Peter tried to stop the, 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 the soldiers from arresting Jesus, pulled out his sword, and you remember he cut one of those guys' ears off, and, and Jesus said, stop, Peter. And then he said, for it is God's will that I drink this cup. What's the cup that Jesus was to drink? What's well, this death on a cross? And Jesus died on a cross for a purpose. And that purpose was to provide forgiveness for us. If you look in John chapter 19, look at verses 28, 29, and 30. John 19, 28 through 30, you look up there on the screen, it's there. Uh, Jesus, knowing that all things were now accomplished, that the scripture might be fulfilled, he said, I thirst. And a vessel of sour wine was sitting there, and they filled a sponge with the sour wine, put it on a hyssop, and they put it to his mouth. And when Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, It is finished. And bowing his head, he gave up his spirit. It is finished. Jesus Christ died to provide forgiveness for sinners. Jesus died on a cross to provide forgiveness for sinners. When he said, it is finished, he was saying simply, Father, I've done everything that needs to be done to provide forgiveness to sinners. And boy, we need forgiveness. Every person here, we're desperate for forgiveness, for there is none of us who has lived life perfectly. I was talking to the guys over here play the instruments, and we were, I was walking up to go baptize. I say, how's it going? And, and they say, well, it's great right now. One of them said, just wait till after we're over and see, see how it is, you know. I mean, it's great if you're not doing anything. We, we don't have sin or mistakes if we're, not, if we're not doing anything. But because we live life, we do sin. And every single one of us is, uh, is, is condemned guilty as a sinner. None of us have lived a perfectly righteous life, and most of us have done quite badly at it. No, really, all of us have done quite badly at it. You know, sometimes we 
get uh, in the church and we're in the church so much that we forget that the only reason we are here, the only reason that we can stand before God is not because we're a Baptist or because our mama was a Baptist. It's not because we read the Bible every day or it's not because we pray. It's not because we can sing a song. It's because, only because Jesus died on a cross to provide forgiveness for my sin. Jesus said, it is finished It is finished. Everything that needed to be done to provide forgiveness for sinners like you and me, it is finished. It's complete. And that forgiveness is full. The reservoir of forgiveness provided for us by God through Christ is is an eternally endless reservoir ready to meet every sin in our life. The shame and the guilt that swallows us up can be erased through the forgiveness that Jesus offers. In Ephesians chapter 1, verse 7, it says, In Him, in Jesus, we have forgiveness of sin through the shedding of His blood. It's the cross that finishes our shame and guilt. Jesus cried, It is finished. And it means that the shame and the guilt that once killed us doesn't have to kill us any longer. The the shame and the guilt of our sin that once swallowed us up, that in, in which we once were drowning, it doesn't have to drown us any longer. We can be forgiven. The price tag for our sin has been paid through Jesus' death on a cross. It is finished. For we were shackled to our sin. We were enslaved by our sin. But Jesus made a way for us to be forgiven. This forgiveness is not something that we earn. Jesus didn't provide a way of forgiveness for those who were worthy of his forgiveness, for none of us were. He provided a way of forgiveness for sinners unworthy. And that's really what Romans 5, 6 through 8 talks about when it says that, that uh, uh, for, uh, it, when we were still without strength, when we were still weakened by our sin, when we were still ungodly, God sent Jesus to die for our sin. This is the demonstration of his love for us. That even though we were unworthy of his forgiveness, he still offers it. So that we who once were far off might be brought near by the blood of Jesus. That's Ephesians 2.13. Make no mistake, Jesus came and he died so that you and I who once were far off Separated from God by our sin, separated from joy by our sin, separated from life by our sin, that we who once were far off may be brought near to God because Jesus shed his blood, because Jesus paid the price. It is finished. It is finished. No longer do we have to scrape and strive and search for a new way of living. God has provided it forever for us. Jesus forgives us. 
God didn't look at the Spirit and the Son when He saw us drowning in our sin and our shame, but rather He sent Jesus to rescue us. He didn't look at us and say, boy, I wish they'd learn how to swim. Boy, I wish they'd get better. Boy, I wish they'd do a better job at being better people. No, he sent Jesus to our rescue to provide forgiveness for our sin. And it's not something that we earn. It's not something that we get because we do enough good stuff. It's something that God offers freely. Today, we're here. And as followers of Jesus, many in this room, perhaps most, as followers of Jesus Christ, we've gathered here and yes, we say, yes, I'm forgiven. Yes, it is finished. Me trying to earn my forgiveness. It, it's done. I've, I've been forgiven. But are you living in? In that forgiveness every day as a follower of Jesus are are you living in that forgiveness every day see the key that unlocks the door for forgiveness is when we repent our sin and place our trust in Jesus that's the key that unlocks it <clears throat> it is the grace of God brought to us through faith in Jesus Christ that opens the reservoir of his forgiveness to overwhelm us to make us fit for heaven, to bring us near to God. But are you living in that nearness to God every day? Can I just suggest something? See, I've been a follower of Jesus since I was 11 years old. And, and I've been a preacher for a long time, about, you know, a long time. A long, long time. Feels like an eternity to y'all, even longer to me. Here's what I know. Look, I've been a follower of Jesus. I'm going to heaven when I die. I praise God for that. At 11 years old, I repented my sin. I placed my faith in Jesus, and he forgave me forever for my sin. He plunged me into the reservoir of his forgiveness, and I have never been the same. But here's what I know. As a follower of Jesus, I haven't always lived in that forgiveness. You know what I'm saying? As a follower of Jesus, I have not always lived in the nearness to God that Jesus died to give me. It hasn't always been that way. You might say, well, as a follower of Jesus, aren't, aren't you forgiven? Yes, I'm forgiven. I'm going to heaven when I die. Praise him for that. But I haven't always lived in the nearness to God that that forgiveness has purchased for me. You know why? Because in my pride... I choose sin and to stay in sin rather than to repent my sin. Even as a follower of Christ, see, as followers of Jesus, we've got our pet sins, don't we? I mean, can I get an amen up here? We've got our pet sins, and we go to those sins, and we rehearse those sins, and we play with those sins. And we wonder why it is that we feel so miserable. We wonder why it is that we feel so joyless. We wonder why it is that we wake up in the middle of the night and we have guilt streaming through our soul. And the reason is because God did not save us so that we could live in sin. He saved us so that we could live in nearness to him, swallowed up by his forgiveness. 
And as followers of Jesus Christ today, you and I, we, we have fresh sin that demands a fresh repenting. Fresh sin that demands fresh repenting. You, you got sin in your life. Well, deal with it. Stop ignoring it. Stop playing games with it. Stop pretending like it's not that big a deal. Stop, stop acting like your sin is not as bad as all those other sins out there so you don't have to deal with it. You're a follower of Jesus Christ. You've been saved by the blood of the Lamb. You've been brought near to God through Jesus Christ and His death on the cross. Let's honor Him. Let's worship Him. Let's be Christ-exalting by repenting the sin that we refuse to acknowledge. You know what a mark of immaturity is? A juvenile as a follower of Christ. It's ignoring my sin while delighting in the sin of, of others. Delighting, pointing out the sin of others. It's, it's ignoring the scriptures that clearly call attention to my sin. I ignore those scriptures. They don't count. All the while reading over and over again the scriptures that point to somebody else's sin. It is a mark of severe, stunted spiritual growth for a follower of Christ to point out, delight in the sin that condemns uh, the, the scripture that condemns others of their sin while ignoring the scripture that condemns me of my sin. See, guys, we're here and we're about to take communion. And if we take communion in an unworthy way, we're, we're pronouncing judgment on our body. So we better have some fresh repentance before we take the bread and take the cup. Forgiveness is free to us. Doesn't cost us a thing. But it came at great price to God. Jesus said, it is finished. For those who once were far off have now been brought near to God by the blood of Jesus Christ. So today, as followers of Jesus, as you take the bread and as you take the cup, hey, listen, before you do it, ask the Spirit of God to pinpoint your sin. Before you take the bread, before you take the cup, have some fresh repentance to match the fresh sin. Good news. The reservoir of God's forgiveness is wide open and it's ready for us to dive in. But we must confess our sin and turn from it. So today, we celebrate the forgiveness that we have through faith in Jesus Christ. And the best way we can celebrate that forgiveness is by living in that forgiveness every single day. Jesus said, it is finished. No longer to live in the guilt and the stain of our shame. It is finished. No longer to be held under captivity by our sin. It is finished. Freedom. Freedom for us. It is finished. 
For we who once were far off have been brought near to God by the blood of Jesus Christ. Today, let's live in that forgiveness. Let's, let's confess our sin to God. Let's repent of it. Turn from it. See, the, the good news is Jesus, he's got his ears wide open. He's ready. He's got his arms wide open. He's ready to embrace those who belong to him and say, yes, forgiven again. Swim in the ocean of my love.